This is Lockheed Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. Thanks for pressing play. I'm Christopher Lockhead, and I sure am stoked that you are here. Now, I want to tell you a story. A couple of years ago, several years back now, I got a, a, an email and then had a conversation with a CMO. And I asked what I always ask when somebody reaches out and wants to bounce some things off or maybe ask for help or advice or whatever the case may be, which is, why are we having this conversation? Why have you reached out? And in this case... The CMO said to me that um, they were in a situation where they had a booming category. They had been the category leader in the early stages. And the category was now shifting in a different direction. And they were being outdone by a competitor who was, although smaller than them, growing faster and was worth more money than them. And so what they were doing, I asked them how, I asked them how they were responding to this competitive threat from this smaller, faster growing competitor. And the answer he gave me essentially was, we're going to compete with them. We're going to acquire this, that, and the other so that our product line looks more like their product line. We begun to adopt their quote unquote messaging because they clearly have found a better angle at growth in this category than we have. And that's what they were doing. Had they continued on that path, they probably would not be in business today. Instead, they made a different decision. And I use the word different on purpose. They made a conscious decision to stop competing, to stop focusing on their product versus the competitor's product. They had an aha moment. They were not in a feature war. They were in a category battle. And every company, every startup, and every new product launched by an existing company comes to a place in its development where they have an 18 to 36 month battle for who is going to go from being a contender to the category king. And in that time frame, the one company that wins does very different things than the companies who don't. Because category kings win by focusing on customers, their problems, their opportunities, and new and different problems that matter, that require new and different solutions. They make a conscious commitment to set the agenda for the market so that they are not compared to others, but all others are compared to them. And this, in this 18 to 36 month battle, is where the vast majority of new innovations and new startups smash and crash. Now, why is this? 
Most people in business suffer from what you could think of as competition derangement syndrome. They have a competitive strategy. That's the truth about their business strategy, their marketing strategy, their product strategy, their M&A strategy, their geographic growth strategy. Oh, shit. Our number one competitor just opened an office in Singapore. Fuck, we need to get to Singapore. Along those lines. Oh, shit. I remember this back in the Mercury days. We would make an acquisition that was a transformative one, a big 40-yard pass, an unpredictable one that would redefine the definition of our market category and the problem and solution that our customers were facing and trying to access. And immediately, immediately one of our competitors would buy it. As a matter of fact, we bought this company. This is a side note, but what the hell? We bought this company back in, a day, back in the day called Quintana. And Quintana was pioneering a category back then called IT governance. And essentially, it was a suite of applications for helping chief information officers and IT executives manage the requests that they were getting from throughout the business and their resources and being able to stack rank the priorities versus the resources and make uh, uh, wise decisions in a highly transparent, collaborative way, both inside IT and, of course, outside of IT. So that was called IT governance. And no surprise, they were the category king. They were the emerging category king in this, at the time, very small category. We acquired this company and we declared that governance was now a strategic component of our category, which was called business technology optimization or BTO for short. And really what that meant was we began to argue that in order to optimize the business outcome of IT, which is what BTO was about, one of the things that you needed to do was add a strategic component to the way you built and deployed and managed and operated uh, your IT infrastructure and applications. You had to add a new component called governance and transparency that came with that governance. And so when we, in, we acquired Quintana, we did it not just announcing a company acquisition. We treated it like a lightning strike and we didn't announce an acquisition. We announced an expanded vision, an expanded point of view, an expanded category design for BTO that now included governance and transparency. Well, guess what happened? Turned out I had a friend who was on the board of Quintana's main competitor, a much smaller company in the space, a company that Quintana was, uh, you know, they were kicking their ass. Because at Mercury, we were the category king and Quintana was the emerging category king and category kings by category kings and chumps by other chumps. So one of our principal competitors went out and bought Quintana's chump competitor. I had a friend who was on the board of that Trump governance competitor and that company that was mediocre at best uh, just got acquired for roughly the same premium that we at Mercury paid for the category emerging category king that we had just purchased. And uh, I had a friend on the board at the time and he sent me an email and he said, Hey man, thanks a lot. Everybody here owes you guys a great debt of gratitude. But for Mercury, we would not have been acquired by this company, and we certainly wouldn't have been acquired by this company at this time or at anywhere near this premium. 
So thank you very much. And Mercury with Quintana went on to become dominant in the BTO space. This is what happens over and over and over again. Because of the tens of thousands of business books, strategy books, marketing books, branding books, etc., the vast majority of them are all predicated on the same idea, which is the objective in business is to launch new and better products, services, business models, and brands in an effort to compete for existing market share in an existing market category. Well, to quote Dr. Phil, how's that working out for you? And if I go back to the original story I shared with you, that company was suffering competition derangement syndrome. They asked me what they should do at the time. I said to him, well, you should call your investors. You should tell them that you've been outsmarted. You should do, you should shut down the company and do a one-time return, uh, one-time dividend back out to shareholders and call it a day. And the CMO nearly shit his pants. I said, go tell your CEO that's what he's got to do. If what you want to do is you were the emerging category king, another company stole the agenda. That is to say they launched a different adjacent but connected point of view about what matters in the space. They got resonance with that. They executed very well. And in spite of the fact that they're smaller, they're now outgrowing you. And you guys have decided the response to that is to chase them. That's why I told them to shut the company and do a one-time dividend to shareholders. After that, the CMO decided that he wasn't going to tell his CEO that, but that I could. And we had that conversation. And it was then that the CEO, very smart person, very creative person, incredibly innovative person, courageous person, accomplished person, realized that she had been suffering from competition derangement syndrome. The success of the competitor had taken their eye off the ball. And it reminds me, I'm a big fight fan. And uh, I love to watch all the pre-fight stuff. Um, If you've consumed any of our content about content, uh, you've heard us say that the content about the content is the most valuable content. Uh, Said a different way, the Super Bowl wouldn't be the Super Bowl without all the buildup. And the same thing's true for a fight. The same thing's true for a movie or any other uh, big event. And so the content about the content um, drives the content. Okay, so I love to watch all the pre-fight stuff. And in all the pre-fight interviews and the squaring the fighters off and the trash talking and all that, all that's fun. Invariably, there's only two kinds of fighters who respond to questions. The questions always go something like this. Well, Sally, Susie's a really great fighter and Susie has all these skills and can do this, that and the other. What are you going to do, Sally, when Susie comes at you with her trademark, you know, right cross? Well, there's some competitors who say, well, when she comes at me with that right cross, I've been training against that. I got great head movement. I'm going to this, I'm going to that. And they answer the question. And that's what most fighters do. And there are a very small percentage of fighters who respond to that question in this kind of way. I don't give a flying fuck what she does. This is my fight. That's my ring. 
This is my agenda, and she is going to have to respond to me, and I am going to take the fight to her, overwhelm her, and win this fight by knockout. People who answer the question, what are you going to do about your competition, are suffering competition derangement syndrome. And so rather than having a competitive strategy, the company that wins that 18 to 36-month battle has a category strategy. Legendary startup founders and marketers do not compete in existing market categories. They category design new and different markets by focusing on super consumers, the top 8 to 10% of companies in a given market. And they focus on their problems, their opportunity about creating different futures, and they don't give a shit about the competition. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be aware of them. I'm not saying it isn't important to be knowledgeable about the bad guys. But the minute being knowledgeable shifts into competitive derangement syndrome, the minute being knowledgeable about the competition shifts the focus of the executive team on super consumers, their problems, their opportunities, new and different ways, setting an agenda, leading with a point of view. That's what leaders do. You know, in the, in the tech space, one way to know for sure a company's finished, if you go to their website, and on their homepage, they have a banner promoting the latest Gartner, Forrester, I don't know who, chart about their market category and talking about how they were named one of the whatevers in the category. They're suffering from competition derangement syndrome. Because legends like Steve Jobs and Sarah Blakely don't give a shit about competition. They give a shit about customers. All right. We would like to thank. We would like to thank you. Thank you so much for your time and attention. It means the world to all of us around here. And I need to remind you that this podcast is the sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network. All rights do remain perturbed. We must warn you that this podcast was created in a studio that does contain nuts. And the creators of this podcast were absolutely consuming libations. If you're into very different, real dialogues, check out our other podcast, Lockhead. Oh, that's... <laughs> This is Log It On Marketing. Our other podcast is called Follow Your Different. And if you want to learn how to produce breakthrough, exponential new results in your career and new categories in your work, go to CategoryPirates.com. And there you can learn about our Substack, which is in the top five paid business Substacks in the world, the leading newsletter on category creation and category design. And you can learn about the Category Pirates Category Design Academy, where we teach <laughs> where we teach legends just like you how to have legendary careers and design and dominate the categories of the future. We are produced and edited by the GOAT, Jason DeFilippo. Check out his podcast, Grumpy Old Geeks. Technical Awesomeness and Lockhead.com are created by uh, Jamie J and Sarah Knox. Show notes by GM Simon and the Bobus Brothers. RJ and EX do our web development. And Cedric Biros does our graphic and web design. Our law firm is Weed and Jack. And our accountants are three balance sheets to the wind. We record these oddcasts on Squadcast.fm in Dolby ADHD technology. Listen to Katie Lang and uh, Whiskey Myers was right. Teach marketers to do legendary category design. Tell two people you love about two podcasts you love. And thank you, Candy Dandy. Love you, Mom and Dad. And the thought I'll leave you with comes from Dr. Seuss, who said, If it's meant to be, it's up to me.